this scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on December 10th, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Testament reading comes from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, peace and mercy are ours through the triune God. Amen. Wasn't it just wonderful to see the Christmas story portrayed this morning with such joy? I don't know about you, but I couldn't stop smiling all the way through, even when I knew things had gone a little bit wrong. <laughs> it's a wonderful reminder on this second Sunday of Advent of that joy that we are longing for, that we're preparing for. And in our reading from Isaiah just now, we've heard more about preparing. So, how are your preparations going this year? Are you on top of it all with everything ready to go? Is the tree up? Are the presents wrapped? Maybe you're a little bit like me, making your way slowly. Maybe weighed down by all that's happening in the world. The conflict in Gaza, the war in Ukraine, or just weighed down by the cost of living crisis. Or maybe you just feel a bit barren and dry as you make your way to the end of the year. There are so many things going on. There's so much that has happened. Whatever it is, it's not something that's entirely unique to this time of year. I'm sure if you look at a longer span of your life, then, like me, you will see that there have been times of a sense of great dryness, of barrenness, perhaps even despair that's gnawed away at your insides 
for longer periods of time, maybe even months or years. And hopefully there have also been times when life was green and juicy and delicious and you thought the good times would last forever. And I know that some of you have had precious little of those times. These highs and lows happen within us, and they also happen outside us on bigger stages. The economy goes through times of boom and times of bust. Recession, depression, recovery, words that are often used to describe our inner lives also get applied to the world of finances and markets. Whether it's the hard, dry times of the spirit within us, or the hard, dry times brought about by economic challenges, none of us are immune to the ebb and flow of emotion and hope. All of us have known in one way or another, and some are knowing all too well right now, the feeling that's described in Isaiah's vision as being like grass withering before a hot wind. Or the feeling of standing in the midst of a wilderness desperately looking for a road or even a goat track. But all you can see are deep, treacherous-looking valleys and towering, formidable-looking peaks. And you know your promised land lies somewhere beyond them. You just long for someone to fill in those valleys and to level the mountains and illuminate the path and the promise. To comfort your pain as perhaps you face a Christmas that might be fraught with family difficulties or tensions, or a Christmas where there might be someone missing this year, or that might look so different from what you had hoped. Well, the message from Isaiah this morning is that there is someone who longs to do that for us just as much as we long to have it done. God has seen your suffering and your hungering, and he says... You have suffered long enough. God has seen you struggling under a sense of misgiving about what you have done or what you've been or what you've said. And he says, your sins are forgiven. God has seen the peaks and the valleys of our life and has promised a better saviour than money can buy. The hills will become a plain and the rough country will be made smooth. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed with no insurmountable object left between you and the joyous embrace of it all. Where once you found only loneliness and vulnerability and fear, now you will find yourself gathered into the loving arms of God like the arms of a tender shepherd. God's intentions for you are loving intentions. God's great desire is to bring comfort, to wipe every tear from your eye and to make safe and welcoming and nurturing the world that once was hostile and unyielding. God's desire is to restore life where there has been death, to restore hope where there has been despair, to restore joy where there has been mourning to renew our dry, barren places so that they might again blossom in fertility and creativity and beauty. But don't take this as some instruction that you should just try harder to make it better. 
The gospel is not good news if it just tells you that you've got no excuse to feel the way you do and that you should just try harder to change. The good news is that God is ready to change things for us, has already changed things for us. That God wants to break into our lives, into the barren, lifeless places, and turn despairing into dancing, to fill the dry, empty places with love and celebration. And it's God's job, and there's nothing we can do to contribute to it. All we are called to do is to prepare for it. Prepare in the wilderness a way for the Lord. Prepare a way for the Lord where? In the wilderness, in the dry, barren places, in the jaded, run-down places at the end of this year, in the times of recession and depression and conflict and despair. Wherever in your life and your world the dry, barren wilderness places are, Prepare a way for the Lord. Perhaps we shouldn't be quite so surprised by this. Hasn't God's intervention in our world usually come in the hard places, in the hurting places? God's covenant with Abraham was made when Abraham was despairing of ever achieving his most cherished goal in life, to have a child. God's words to Moses from the burning bush were, I have heard the cry of my people suffering cruel oppression and I am coming down to rescue them. And most of all, we see it in Jesus. Born to a family who were refugees for their first couple of years. A man whose message of God's radically inclusive, loving presence among us had his name on death lists fairly early on in his career. A man who agonised over the decision of whether to back down and compromise that message or face the consequences and whose refusal to compromise resulted in his being publicly humiliated and his death. And yet, as we could only later see and comprehend, this person who might have been thought of as a naively idealistic loser was actually God coming among us into the hard places, walking the wilderness paths of our confused and tormented humanity and blazing a trail from here to heaven on which all may follow, levelling the impassable mountains and filling the uncrossable valleys. So how do we prepare a way for the Lord in the wilderness places? Well, there's no easy answer. If there were, it probably wouldn't be such a wilderness. And it will depend a lot on what kind of wilderness it is. But a couple of suggestions probably hold true more often than not. The first is to accept the situation for what it is. If you're in a dry and barren place, then you're in a dry and barren place. It's not something to be embarrassed about and ashamed of. It's an all-too-common fallacy that when you believe in Jesus, all your problems disappear and you live a life of unmitigated joy, blessing, confidence and victory from that day forward. Yes, that can happen at some stages, but it's also a lot of nonsense because following closely in the footsteps of one who was known for his tears of anguish 
for sweating blood and who died at the hands of his enemies when he was abandoned by his friends is hardly a surefire recipe for avoiding doubt, hardship and uncertainty. If we ever hope to find a way out of a harsh wilderness place, the first requirement is that we acknowledge that we're actually in it. It should be fairly self-evident that it's more difficult to negotiate your way out of a situation if you're still denying that you're in it in the first place. So accept it. Allow yourself to experience the depth of it, the harshness of it, the bitterness of it. It is a part of life that we too often flee from to our own cost. Unpleasant as it is, as it is, plain embraced will deepen you and enable traits of character to strengthen within you that will enrich your life in many other situations. As we hear in Romans 5, therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And listen to this next bit. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. And if we need a model of the willingness to embrace pain, we need go no further than Jesus. His pain led him all the way to the cross. As often as not, a barrenness of spirit, a time of painful emotion, is being fed by something deeper that can only be faced and adequately dealt with when we enter fully into the depth of the pain and confusion. And in my experience, it is often there in the deep places of pain and confusion that we will encounter Jesus Christ stepping onto the way that we are preparing for the Lord. If Jesus was one who frequented the painful and tormented places of the human spirit, then we may in fact find that it is when we are in those places that we will most find the spirit at work transforming us into the image of Christ. This is perhaps the second but very much related thing that I wanted to say about preparing a way for the Lord. Beyond just accepting that where you are, be prepared to, for God to work where you are. For God to not mount a rushed rescue operation, but to hold you where you are, barely afloat. And to work in and through that experience to continue the work of preparing you for the fullness of resurrection. Just as the gospel tells us that Jesus descended into hell for three days before being resurrected, so too we may sometimes need to serve some time in our own hells before a resurrection would be of significant benefit. If it took three days in hell or 40 days in the wilderness struggling with the devil before Jesus was ready for the next step of his journey onto the cross, I don't see any reason to imagine that I'm likely to be able to accomplish this any quicker. Fighting it will probably only prolong it further and unnecessarily. 
it may be that when we stop fighting and let go of the rope we thought was our lifeline, that we find ourselves falling into the loving arms of the waiting Saviour, Jesus Christ. For that is the ultimate promise of this message from Isaiah. It starts in the wilderness with the people who have suffered long enough. And it ends with God taking care of his flock like a gentle shepherd, gathering the lambs together and carrying them in his arms. God does not wish our suffering and struggle to continue without reason, but calls us to prepare a way for him in the wilderness so that we can allow him to gather us in his arms and carry us to safety and the fullness of resurrection life with all its joy, hope, fertile growth, freedom, love and peace. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. Oh, my